Hi, this is Chris Westfall, and this is the Financial Executive Podcast. Crypto and blockchain are finding quick adoption in the corporate world, and that means financial executives are looking for ways to overlay some of their time-tested assurance practices. Given the emphasis on the technology underpinning crypto, it should be no surprise that service organization control reports, often referred to as SOC reports, are being embraced by companies looking to develop an operational risk structure around blockchain services. In this episode of the podcast, we speak with Rich Perot, principal in the Audit and Assurance Services Group at Crow, about how he is working to bring some of the established IT assurance practices into the crypto world. So I I thought maybe we could start off with a little bit about yourself, what your background is, and and how you sort of came into the... uh, specializing in the area or, or, or working in the area of crypto and, and reporting? Yeah, good question, Chris. I, so I, I've been with, with Crow for about 10 years. And prior to that, actually, I was, I was with it in uh, uh, KPMG and, and EOI, and then I was in industry for a while, all focusing on IT audit. That's been my background. Um, you know, uh, being in uh, at Crow in the last ten years, I've, I've spent um, a lot of time uh, working on everything from external audit, uh, you know, IT audit to internal audit to consulting type work to SOC reporting, and um, you know, I've been involved in, in most of my career in, in those areas. Uh, about a year ago, um, I, I was pulled in. Um, by uh, another partner that I work with um, to really help drive, um, the, you know, growth and prospecting in the uh, IT assurance team space. So the group I'm in within Crow, uh, obviously there's more happening um, as it relates to, um, uh, 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 you know, uh, consulting and tax and, 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 and audit and other areas. But my focus is, is IT audit and insurance. And I've specifically focused on digital assets uh, in blockchain, um, you know, over the past year. Yeah, it's interesting because, uh, you know, sort of understand, you know, crypto sort of falls in between both, you know, it, it's a sort of this quasi process of both, you know, technology and, and, and finance. And, you know, it's super interesting that you bring up the, the, the SOC process. Uh, so maybe I, I could start, we can start off a little bit, but what a SOC report is and, and what its place is in IT assurance. Yeah, that makes sense. So just, uh, just in general, SOC reports, uh, there are two primary SOC reports, uh, Types. There's a SOC one and a, and a, a SOC two. Uh, for this call, I won't go into detail into the different types uh, right now. But regardless of the type, companies that provide technology solutions, uh, you know, and/or software-supported business services to customers, those are the individuals or companies that um, uh, would would best use a SOC report. Um, some examples, I, the very simplest example would be a data center, um, you know, a strictly a set of IT processes that are audited, um, uh, uh, 
IAAS, you know, infrastructure as a service, um, AWS, uh, very, very easy. Those are the types of, um, of, uh, uh, of services that are more of a given. But then you get into uh, kind of SaaS companies. These are software as a service, right? These, mm. these are uh, companies uh, uh, purchasing a vendor hosted application. Uh, and uh, that is definitely another area that is probably even more popular because it's a combination of technology along with uh, your business processes uh, that are involved in SOC, in, in those SOC reports. So uh, those are, I would say, the two areas that you'll see SOC reports uh, uh, mostly in. Uh, it's important. I, I would say a SOC report can provide customers um, of the vendor an independent third-party assessment. Uh, and, and I think that that's critical because, you know, we have clients that have obviously uh, internal audit and they have uh, other services, but... But SOC report is, 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 you know, it's an AICPA product that, that is used for very specific situations such as this, um, that really is going to provide transparency and, and assurance for the customers of those vendors. Um, and I, I, Chris, I've even seen in situations where, and this has happened a lot, especially in, in the crypto space, uh, SOC reports being used as a marketing tool, you know, uh, uh, getting a SOC report at the very beginning, not waiting for clients, uh, uh, customers to ask for one, but getting a soccer report at the very beginning because they want to post that on their website to say, hey, we have one, you can trust us. You know, it's, it's interesting, uh, you know, when you describe it that way, because, you know, you, you have the vendor space and, and you want assurance around it. Um, but, you know, how does that work in, in crypto? Because, you know, crypto, it's sort of known as, you know, it's distributed, it's on the blockchain, there's like no particular, you know, how does that, where does, what relevance is SOC reporting in, in when it comes to crypto assets? Yeah, you know, that's so interesting. That's a great question. That was my first question I had when I got into this is uh, how does this, how does this mesh with, with crypto, given that crypto is a, uh, uh, you know, it, it's it's on a blockchain. You know, most of the blockchains you hear about are permissionless right. uh, and, and open source, right? So how do you audit that? Well, so let me take a step back. I'd say currently there's limited SOC reporting in the crypto space right now. If you if you kind of you know nationwide took a, a poll of of all the different SOC reports that are specifically on crypto companies. They're not very many, and, and they're primarily private companies. It's just not a mature service at the moment in this space. Um, it, it, you know, many of them are doing a, a SOC report for the first time because they've never ever had to deal with something like a SOC report. Yeah. Um, or uh, you're seeing situations where you know they have they have done them, but it's only been in the past year, you know, a year and a half, two right. years. So it's still been very very recent. Um, you know, it's an area, I would say, Chris, that's quickly gaining steam. Uh, you know, even a year ago, it, it was discussed, you know, internally, it was discussed with our clients. But at this point now, all of a sudden, it's the hottest topic. Hmm. And we are getting, uh, we're, having, we're having constant conversations with companies who are asking about SOC reporting for their crypto uh, uh, companies. 
And um, it, it's definitely, it has done somewhat, somewhat of a 180. Um, I would say the two areas that, that we see, see it coming up in conversation, SOC reporting in this space, is one is you have a company uh, that directly provides uh, 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 you know digital assets or crypto asset services in some form. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, uh, they do it themselves, uh, and they're asking for a sock report, as I'd mentioned, because whether it's just to get ahead of the game and and let their customers know they have a sock report, or one of their vendors is asking them for a sock report. That's that's one situation that we see come up, and we have some existing clients as an example that. Uh, uh, that are involved in that. And we're talking to a lot of prospects that are involved in that. But then we also have situations where you're talking with companies and they're not involved in digital assets or crypto assets, but they have vendors who are involved in crypto assets. And their vendors, like I said, are being asked by their audit firm many times uh, to supply a SOC report uh, um, for the vendors who supply that, that crypto service. So, it's again early in the stages, but we are seeing a lot of partnering between a client and a firm just across the board. And and what I mean by that is the client's trying to understand, and many times again, it's a new area for them. So they're trying to understand what is a SOC report? Why do I need one? How is this going to help me? But you also have a situation where the firms are trying to understand, okay, this is a new business that. It's probably been around for a year or two, and there are new business processes and new technologies that we have to get, you know, firms get their their head around as opposed to just coming in and kind of doing the same old thing. Um, so I, I think that's that's where you see the impact with SOC reporting in the crypto space. So do you think this is like a natural, I mean... Uh, just from my knowledge, cursory knowledge of the space, you know, crypto and, and, and blockchain and digital currencies really, really came out of the retail space with individual users. Do you see this as a natural evolution? Do, is this being prompted by more institutions getting into crypto and needing that sort of assurance around it? That's a that's a great question. Um, I think it's a couple of things. First of all, you know, you hear about, you know, cryptocurrency, right? And you hear about Bitcoin and you hear about Ethereum and uh, exchanges and and the buying and selling and and so forth. The the reality is, is this is a new technology. And while you have uh, all of what I just mentioned happening and there's a financial services aspect to it, uh, companies are trying to figure out what they can do with this new technology. Um, and, uh, you know, we have clients and, and you can just read in the news. There are situations where you have these groups of companies that are trying to uh, uh, move their data uh, back and forth through each other using some level of blockchain technology as opposed to the the more you know the typical te- uh, technology that's used over the internet so uh it's it, it's it's that and, and chris i guess i'm gonna I'm pause here um what was the last part of the question well i guess i mean do, do you see this as a more as a reason why it or do you see this as a result of institutions getting into the crypto and blockchain space 
rather than, you know, it started out as a retail sort of push. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Institutions are absolutely getting into it. I mean, you're going to have a a number. Uh, Software vendors are, are, are really pouring into this space because they're seeing somewhat of new real estate, right? Yeah. Um, they're seeing the ability uh, to create new applications and new software as an example to, to pull data off of a specific blockchain, but also software that is going to perform some level of um, uh, analysis and reporting and, and other functionality and, and, and APIs that may connect to some other of their existing systems. So you definitely see a whole new a group of companies out there. I mean, I can just chain analysis. They're involved in um, uh, uh, AML, mm-hmm. but it's pulling data directly off the right. blockchain. That's brand new software. Uh, uh, Verity is a software uh, that pulls from many, many blockchains and pulls data in and, and, and can do various sets of analysis. So uh, you absolutely have software vendors. You also have uh, the the you know, the custodians, the, these are the crypto wallet services. Right. Uh, and, and that's a whole nother, you know, a, a bucket of providers coming in and creating, um, well, it's, it's software and that's all it is. So it's really some new software for that. And then you have exchanges, which you write at the marketplaces for buying and selling. And then on top of that, Chris, you have companies that are doing all three <laughs> at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and they just keep adding more services to it. Let me see. Is it, did I answer? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Did I answer the question, Chris? Yes, you absolutely did. But I want to get a sense of, um, like you said, um, you know, stock reporting and, and this process is, is pretty understood in the traditional sort of IT assurance space. But what are the nuances? when it comes to applying stock reporting to crypto assets and vendors? Yeah, there are a couple of things. I would say first is stock reports are not going to cover, and this gets back to your point earlier, stock reports are not going to necessarily cover the specific blockchain, right? Uh, The blockchain is always going to be a carve out. Uh, And again, the reason why for the listeners, the, the reason why is that you have a blockchain, which is, again, permissionless, uh, uh, open source, and there's no company, there's no organization that is centrally managing and is responsible for that blockchain. Uh, so therefore, you know, how can that blockchain have an audit? So uh, what you'll see is in the SOC report, you'll see, you know, the software that that company has developed whatever it may be, whether it's the ability to pull data off of a blockchain, uh, wallets, whatever it is, um, you're going to see that software, but then it's going to say, hey, blockchain, you know, X, Y, Z are probably, you know, any of the blockchains are carved out. That That is uh, something uh, that you'll typically see. You know, I, I'll say uh, as it relates to uh, something that's also very nuanced is blockchain technology, this is important, has created new businesses and new business processes for existing businesses. So, and why it's important is because you have a whole new group of auditors like me doing SOC reporting on potentially new 
types of services and new software that didn't exist even a year ago. So it goes back to, there's still a bit of a learning curve, right? Um, you know, you have to understand the technology and you also have to understand the business right. to know if, if, if the scope of that report, if the work you're doing is, is appropriate. How, what about like a company <laughs> considering obtaining a SOC report? Now, now get access, especially in the, you know, crypto and, and blockchain um, companies traditionally are known as like, like, for lack of a better mavericks and and you know they, they they think outside the box and they have all these new processes so you know what advice do you have for a company considering obtaining a soccer report that that already works in the space yeah first of all confirm that everyone agrees on the scope and i'd mention that but the reason why it's important is you know, I said earlier that you have some of these companies that are doing a lot of different service lines all at the same time. And SOC reports are meant to, uh, 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 you know, provide assurance over um, a specific, you know, set of business processes and technologies. Uh, but if you have a company, an organization that's doing, uh, doing one service and then doing another service, maybe it's related to digital assets or uh, crypto assets, but it's still two separate services. Uh, you really want to make sure that everyone agrees on what the scope is. Um, I, I had a situation where uh, one prospect said, we'd like you to do a SOC report for all of our services. And, you know, is that possible? That's no different from uh, another large software organization saying, you know, we would like you to do a SOC report on all 15 of our of our SaaS solutions mm-hmm. all at the same time. Well, in reality, what's going to happen is you'll have a SOC report for each typically. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's uh, I, I think I think you'll see a bit of that. The multiple solutions and, and having the scope, I think that's that's the key area. So what about the opposite side? What, what advice do you have for a company that's relying on a SOC report from one of these vendors uh, that's involved in crypto, you know, what, what, what do they need to look out for? Yeah. A, a couple of things there. Um, first of all, well, I guess ironically, the answer is almost the same. It's, uh, it, it's looking at scope. So if a company needs to obtain a SOC report uh, from one of their vendors, it, they should they should understand and i've seen this t- actually especially in the past year chris i've seen this where they'll get a sock report and they'll say hey, i have a sock report over over you know vendor x and then you read the sock report and it's very limited to one specific area of the business of what they're doing now no one's denying that's the case but when you're talking to the vendor they're not necessarily opening up saying, yes, this is a very limited report just to this one area. They just say, hey, this is the report on XYZ client. Um, so the scope is critical. I, I think eventually over time, that'll be, become more obvious, but I can tell you right now, uh, the auditing firms you know, are, are being careful because some of these services are, are higher risk than others, right? So there is a conversation. Yes, we'll do a SOC report for this service, but maybe not for this service yet. Um, so those are the types of things. Again, it gets back to scope and understanding what you're getting. Because um, I'm seeing right now, even some of our clients who are receiving reports, it, it, they're very limited. 
than they really are. Yeah, yeah, that's that's super important. So uh, I want to sort of wrap things up here, and and I guess coming from our audience's perspective, um, you know, coming from you're you're, you're sitting at a, a, a firm or company, and you 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 want to get some assurance around the processes. Uh, what what should you be thinking in terms of the SOC report? You know what what are you looking out for, and and is it something that you know you think um, is only going to grow in importance over time? Yeah, I, I, well, I, I don't know if over time. I think two things come to mind. One is one is I, I, I don't want to repeat myself, but um, uh, making a decision on the scope of the report. Uh, 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 I think again, I, I can't say it enough. It's right now. It's critical because this, it, these are not typical business processes that uh, you run into um, over the last twenty years. These are new business processes, so everyone understanding uh, scope. But I think right now, something I would highly suggest really across the board is considering a readiness assessment. Um, it, those have been around a long time, uh, but I can't think of a time when there, when there would be more helpful. Readiness assessments typically, uh, if you have a, uh, there's a, uh, an organization that wants to do a SOC report, but they, um, uh, they really don't have a lot of background on the soccer report. They're not sure what it is. Maybe they have gone, maybe they've listened to a podcast like this and say, how can I see what it is? Or they've gone to an association, uh, but they don't quite know. Um, uh, having the, uh, an auditor that is doing the soccer report, it, to some extent, they can, that auditor can also do the readiness assessment. And we do a lot of those. It's not doing the work for the client, but is providing them the understanding of what's needed and the direction of what's needed for a SOC report. And, and it's more of the education around it. And that's been extremely effective yeah. uh, uh, in that. So by the time that we go through that and they finish, they make the updates, they fill in the gaps they need to fill in. Then they come back to us and say, okay, we've done our work. We're ready. Let's go ahead and start this uh, SOC report process. Um, so the, the race assessment, it's critical, but I think scoping and having uh, uh, um, that assessment early is done because, uh, you know, as you know, Chris, you don't jump into a soccer report, have it done and say, OK, well, let's fix whatever it says, because if it's qualified, that's not what you want to have right. <laughs> as a report. So it, you want to have some some planning prep involved. Great. This has been terrific. I really appreciate you taking the time. It's been really insightful, especially with what's going on in the crypto world. So thanks very much. No, thanks. This is great. Really enjoyed it, Chris.